Hi, and welcome to The Badass Moms, where we moms learn to achieve fitness and health goals despite being sleep deprived and overworked. Here's your host, Nicole, the super busy mommy coach. Hello and welcome to Badass Moms brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, super busy mommy coach. Uh, this is the third episode with Tyler Charlebois. And before I reintroduce him, of course, those of you who know me know that if you are looking for tons of free content on how to create a life you love, how to fit in fitness in the most difficult circumstances, how to make nutrition work when you are having trouble figuring out what to eat and how to cook, all of that check out superbusymommycoach.com. And I am accepting applications for one-on-one coaching now. And the best way to apply is to shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram at superbusymommycoach. All right. So this is the third episode with Tyler because he's just on fire. Tyler's a peak performance coach specializing in helping people change their emotional and relationship habits. He's helped people from suicidal situations all the way to finding a good date for themselves. He helps people master their inner world so that they can have anything they want in the outside world. And welcome back, Tyler. Thanks for having me once again. I'm very excited about this topic we're going to be going on here. I'm very excited too. So if you haven't checked out the first two episodes with Tyler, the first one we we talked about why habits are completely central and integral to everything in our life, whether you're talking about, you know, emotional triggers or trauma or losing weight or stopping smoking or relationships, like habits underlie all of them, whether they're conscious or subconscious. And then in the second episode that we did together, we talked about trauma and victim mentality and got really deep there. And it wasn't always easy to hear, but major truth bombs being dropped. And so in this one, we're going to talk about relationships and dating. Let's take it, make it a little lighter. Yeah. You say, well, so fun. Changing the mood a little bit here. Yes. It's so much better. So yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this because I feel there's just so many uh, listeners on your podcast, but just in general who have a hard time getting out there, whether it's to, you know, they, they find a relationship and then they can't make it sustainable, passionately long-term, or they can't deepen it or, you know, they just can't find a date, like whatever it is, it just, there's so much trouble out here in this arena. So I'm really excited to be able to bring any value that, uh, that you asked me for here. Oh my God. I'm really excited because, you know, for those of you listening who aren't familiar with me as much, uh, a lot of my clients are single moms, you know, like that's like the biggest segment of my clients are single moms and talking to them. Dating is one of the biggest sore spots you know, like it's rare that I meet a, a woman, a single mom, a divorced mom who is enjoying dating. It's so like, I can think of one and she's a dating coach. You, you guys should check out the episode with Flora Ong. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but she's amazing. Um, I remember talking to her being like, oh, I'm just so refreshed to talk to another woman who's able to enjoy dating. And, you know, because everyone is like, oh, can't stand it. I can't wait <laughs> over. And it's just such a sore spot. And in a lot of cases, you know, there's good reason for that. People like there, there can be a lot of pain in dating, you know, like you, you get ghosted, you get rejected, you, some people end up in, in relationships and it's just the same 
horrible pattern over and over again, the same type of abuse. And it always, they meet someone and they're Prince Charming and they seem great. And two months in, they start to see the same thing. And they're, and a lot of times they're like, I keep attracting this and I don't even know what I'm doing to attract it. I'm not consciously choosing this. I end up finding it out later. Like, you know, um, and so there can be so much pain when it comes to dating. I mean, obviously breakups are devastating. Divorce is it's one of the divorce is one of those things like you know how people are like oh you know like what you fear when you go through it you realize it it wasn't as bad as you thought like I feel like divorce is the opposite it's like when you go through a divorce you realize it's so much worse than you thought <laughs> my experience and I I didn't even have like as bad a divorce as a lot of other people um but yeah it's just like you know like so there's there's all of these elements that go into making dating something that can be really difficult for a lot of people. And so let's, let's talk about it. You know, why is dating, you know, why, why is it that some people can have fun with it? And for some people, it's a horrible experience. So slightly generalized question, but I love it because I can go a lot of different directions with this, but, but no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, in the experiences of different people. And what I find is interesting is just you know, we alluded in the last episodes, if you guys uh, want to watch those before you watch this one, because you'll understand this more, we all have patterns of the way that we're focusing on things, the way that we create meanings and stuff like that. So for some people, no matter what they go through in their dating experience, it's going to be fun because they're going to bring fun meanings to the table. Just so I'm clear on this, I'll just overview it real quick. A meaning is anything that happens in life. Nothing has any meaning until we give it one. So with that being said, and you listening to the previous one, you know, we go into our dating experience. Someone may, we're going to get right into this real quick. Someone may send you an unsolicited dick pic. Okay. Now there's a couple, there's, yeah. Yeah, that happens. There's there's a couple (laughs) different reactions, right? Well, there's limitless reactions and you might be going, well, as a man, of course you would say that. Well, no, I'm not one to do that here. I'm trying to give you guys advice. But what I'm saying here is you can take that, you can get that and decide, it means several different things. You can go, well, what an asshole. There's only these kind of, like, you can just go berserk or you can go small dick and then, you know, just delete it and then not to talk to him again. You can kind of poke the bear and make fun of him a bit. You can, you can react in countless ways. That doesn't need to mean, oh, this dating thing sucks. Just continue on. And so people's experience is different because their experience of life is different altogether, right? We have habits of the way that we put meaning on things. And when people go into dating, I think one of the biggest problems is they don't even know consciously what they're looking for. That's one thing that I'm not going to quite get into just yet, maybe in a moment here. But the bigger thing is like, let's say you do or you don't know. That one doesn't matter. So you do or don't know what you're looking for. Okay, great. Now we need to know how to market ourselves. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Everybody who's listening right now, as of, I don't know what the date is today, June 20th, I believe, June 20th or June 21st, 2021. Think we got it. <laughs> I'm currently on yeah. dating apps and I'm dating people. Yeah, I work at home and during COVID, no fucking clue what day it is. So <laughs> I'm on dating apps. And here's the thing I'm also a marketer, so I know how to do this. But still, I've met some women. So this is happening on the male side too, where there, you know, there's the booty pictures, there's them in the hot tubs, there's them sitting on the counter with that weird twist to show that they have a pretty face, boobs, and a butt, like all the things in the same picture. They're doing all these things. And yes, I'm a male. So sometimes I'll swipe, shoot me, whatever. But that's not even my point. I'll ask them like, what are you looking for on here? When I'm getting to know them, they're like, oh, well, I really want a nice man, settle down and stuff. And I'm like, and in my head, and sometimes I'll even give them some unsolicited coaching. I'll say, 
that behavior is not going to find you that man because it's not congruent with what you're looking for. So yes, you're doing that and you're going to get tons of people swiping on you because they're seeing that. And honestly, because I'm a coach in this area, I think it's funny to sometimes, yes, because I think it's visually appealing. I'm an honest guy. So I'll tell you it's visually appealing, but I usually do it because I'm curious to know what they're after. I'm curious like because I am not the person to have a one night stand. I'm not the kind of guy. I just don't like that's not my thing. If it's yours, no big deal. All good. I'm not here to judge, but I'll swipe because I'm like, yeah, sure, visually appealing, but I want to ask them what they're here for because I want to see when they say, oh, I don't, I'm not looking for hookups. And I'm like, well, that's confusing because your picture sure as hell show it. And then I'll <laughs> see other women who they're in like beautiful, you know, beautiful coat. And there's just, you know, a nice smile like this for anyone watching and listening to the podcast. I'm smiling nice at the camera. Um, so it's <laughs> like they have this, and they're marketing themselves. Like, you know what? I, someone like me who has all this knowledge and all these things, know what he wants, all these different things. I look at that and I go, you're someone who, you know, it's all those things like would work. We're on the same page. You're someone who I could take home to meet the mother. Like, I would really like that. I could see that kind of thing in what I'm seeing in your profile, for example. And then I get to know them. Like, what are you on here for? They're like, oh, I'm looking to hook up. And I'm like, this is not the kind of marketing you should be doing. Because a nice guy is going to land on you and be like, I'm not into it. And they're like, so you got to know what it is you want. And then once you know what you want, you have to use the app. Because this is just the world we're in now. You have to use the online market or the online platform, actually, rather, not, mar uh, not market. You have to use the online platform for what you're looking for. People tell me all the time, like, Tyler, how dare you? You know, you're this guy who knows everything about emotions and relationships. You're, you're some expert. Why are you on Tinder and Bumble? And they call me like mail words for like fuckboy and stuff. And I'm like, it's actually not the app that's the problem. It's the way you use it. I literally, to this date right now, have in my profile all the things are mean for my professional photo shoots for my business. So it's all me smiling and like looking good, whatever, in my opinion, to toot my own horn. And because uh, I know how to market. I know how to make people want the thing you're trying to sell. And by the way, you guys are selling yourselves. But anyway, moving back to the point, I currently have in my bio right now, literally says nothing more than what do you value? What are your goals? Um, I'm building my, building my empire. You want to join. What does that tell you? It's saying, I want to know who you are, what you value, what's important in your life. Like what, do, what, what is life about you? And I'm telling you, I'm building a life here. Do you want to join that? I'm not saying, Hey, do you want to get my number so we can like go in the back of my car tonight? So I'm marketing <laughs> the, to the direction I want to go in. So the dating experience depends on what, like knowing what you want and then marketing quote unquote in the right way, putting yourself out there for what you want. And for the record here as coaches, Nicole and I are not going to judge you for what you're looking for. If you're looking to just get spanked, I mean, the humpity hump, do your thing, but know yourself enough to do that. And when I say that, I mean two things. I mean, one, market in that way, because I'm sorry, if you're, if you're like perfectly smiling, put together, you are going to attract guys who just want that. And the guys who want what you're looking for, they are going to swipe the opposite way because like, oh, she's clearly not going to give that to me. It's just how it works. But the other thing is if you're looking for the humpity hump, so to speak, know that when it happens, don't get butt hurt if they end up leaving or, or ghosting you and stuff, because that's what you told them you were looking for. That's what you alluded to. So it's just knowing yourself in the dating game. It, it, it eliminates so much of the pain when we get into it. Right. And knowing that other people aren't necessarily thinking the way you are. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know so many women who will be, you know, like angry or disappointed that, you know, like, oh, well, none of these guys are looking for a relationship. They don't have to be. A hundred percent. They don't, they, they don't, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like the fact that, you know, if anything, it's probably 
like bad to judge people for not wanting the same thing that you want. You know, there are people who want relationships out there. There are men and women who want relationships, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with someone not wanting one. You know, I want it. Nothing wrong with someone just wanting to hook up or have a one night. There's nothing wrong with any of it. It's about being very open with your intentions so no one gets hurt, you know? thousand percent. And a metaphor, I've never used this before, but I want to right now. If ever you're in a position where you're like, I want to settle down. I'm tired of the the one night stuff, all the BS. I'm tired of all that. I want to sift, excuse me, I want to sift through my matches fast. Here's what you do. I'll use the metaphor of an actual sifter. Like imagine sifting sugar to get all the clumps out. A literal sifter. Imagine using that. The bigger the sifter is, like the bigger that, uh, I don't know what it's called, whether it's a net screen, whatever it is. Let's call it the sifter though. The bigger the holes are there, the more clumps of sugar you're still going to get. You're still going to get those those matches or those clumps of sugar in your, whatever you're pouring it into. I I didn't go that far with the metaphor, but (laughs) you're still going to get the things you don't want in there because you're, you're broadening what you're allowing in. If you bring that sifter to like microscopically tight, microscopically tight. So you're like, I want this. I will not settle for anything less than this. I will not tolerate this. This is specifically what I want. I want a man or woman from this area. I want them to be valuing this. I want their goals to be this. I want them to, if you get tight, I know you're like, oh my God, but never going to find anyone. No, you're going to find only the people who want damn close. I was going to say exactly what you want. No, but probably damn close. Someone who appeals to those interests. So it's like, um, you know, people ask me all the time because I get this too. And you know, the, as a dating expert, and I say it in that tone because I just find I'm just learning. I don't see myself as an expert in anything. I can help you, but I'm learning too. Um, so I'm fully relating to everyone on your podcast and anyone who's listening to this. So I tell people all the time, they're like, they're like, "How do I vet my dates better?" I'm like, "Know what you want, and then not settle for less." Most people, they're like, "Oh well, this person appealed to like four of my seventy things, so like, I should just settle for that." And I'm like, "No, no, no," because in two months, three months, four months, you're gonna fucking hate them because you settled, and that wasn't on them. You decided that that was okay. You opened that open that thing wide you open the sifter wide and let all the crap through. Whereas opposed to you could be like, Oh, you know, I love that you have these few things, but like, I really, I'm not willing to settle for anything less than this. You know, I really hope you Tyler, Nicole, whatever the hell your name is. I hope you have a great you know, time dating, but you're not going to be for me. So respectfully, I'm not going to waste our time and move on. But the tighter you make that for any of you who might be in business and marketing, you know, that the, the more niche you get, the faster you're going to find people because they're going to be like, Oh my God, they're talking to specifically me. And anybody, if you're like, yeah, I, um, I, I coach, they're going to be like, okay, that's not for me. Cause I don't know what the hell you do. But if you're like, I am a peak performance coach specializing, I'm going to sell myself here. Peak <laughs> performance coach specializing in helping you with any of your emotional traumas and relationship problems that you're having is like, Oh, I know what you do. I can do that now. And then usually I give some examples that way people are like, oh, that's specifically what I'm looking for. And now I don't even need to pursue them. They find me and they're like, I want you specifically. And here's the thing. I know I've covered so many topics in this one rant, but here's the thing. If you get super narrow on exactly what you're looking for and you stick to that standard, even if you find a guy who's visually appealing and he has some of it, he's super nice and it's been so long since I've had a nice guy, stick to your standards as you will find the guy. Because 
God, whatever you want to call it, is going to test you. If you can hang on there, he or it or life, whatever, is going to reward you at the weirdest time when you don't expect it. I shit you not, that's going to happen. Um, so anyway, but going back to it, like you got to get specific, like so narrow. And if you do that, you're going to find somebody. So just like hang in there. Yeah. Um, and it's not the surface level stuff, right? Like I want a guy who's a millionaire, has a mansion and seven wonderful, like it's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about you know, like values and stuff like that, like those core compatibility things. Um, no, a hundred percent, a hundred and fifty percent. And I mean, one of the things I do in my dating profile is I always have a picture of me and Eric, because mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't like the fact that I'm a single mom, they can swipe the other way. And that's yep. fine because I won't waste my time chatting with them or going on a date with them just to be rejected when they find out I have a kid or like, yeah. Mom, when should you tell them before you even meet that? Like, it's like, let that, like anything, anything like that. I'm just like, like I'm culling them. Like you said, I call it culling, you know, culling the list. It's like, it's like, if you, if you don't like, the fact that I have a child, then swipe the other way. And it is, I think usually that like, I'll have a picture. I won't be like single mom here. Cause that's kind of tacky, <laughs> but if they see the picture of me holding my child or playing with my child. And they're like, Oh, is that your son? Yes, it is. That is my son. And if I don't hear from them again, I don't attach a meaning to that. Like no one's ever going to want me. I'm just like, all right. That's he sifted himself out. Yeah, it's just like, okay, he's not interested. He doesn't have to be interested. A guy is not an asshole for not being interested in you. Like, amen. It's like, okay, like, like you want to find people who are a match. If someone's not a good match for you, you want them to go away. And yeah, it may yeah. be if they're more tactful about it sometimes instead of ghosting. Honestly, I'd prefer someone to ghost me and avoid the awkward conversation, but I get not everyone's like that. Like someone ghosts me, I'm just like, like, like I text them, like if I text them twice and there's no response, I'm like, huh, they're clearly not very interested and move on. Cause you know what, if they are interested, then we're not compatible because I'd want someone who shows a little bit more effort than that anyway. So it's just like, win, win. I don't, it, yeah. attaching me. it's all about attaching meaning, right? All about attaching meaning. And that's probably the one common denominator through all three episodes we've had here. One thing that I even told my client the other day, and this is, uh, they're not dating, they're in a relationship and it's been a while it's been a while is that um, I told her her boyfriend was super completely honest with her, completely honest with her in all the things. Right. And she was getting angry at this. So I want to tell your audience too, like for anyone listening to this, if you're asking, what do you value? What's most important to you? What are your goals? What do you want in this app for? Like, what do you, what do you, what are you wanting? And they're like, I want to hump the crap out of you and then like never talk to you again. You can't get mad at them for that because then you just found an honest man who's not like, I want to fall in love and have a family tell you everything you want to hear to get in your pants and leave. He told you, I want to hump. Do you want to hump? Yeah, oh, you do? Okay, great. Let's do that. Reward that. You know, like instead of being like, ugh, you're an asshole, reward that. Thank you so much for your honesty. I'm actually looking for something a little bit more serious, but I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you telling me that. And I really hope that you find it. Literally. Yes. And that's, that's the other thing I said too, is like, when I was uh, talking to my clients that day, I was like, I was like, you guys need to be rewarding each other. Like, I'm like, he's being honest with you. Again, I have some clients where it's a woman who, who, you know, it's, it's both play, both people do this sometimes, but I'm like, your partner told you or your date, whatever your match told you something you didn't want to hear. 
And this is a perfect example of attaching meaning to something that was not accurate. You asked a question, they answered your question honestly. Sure, it wasn't the answer you wanted to hear, but it was the truth and that should be valued highly. But that's my opinion. You don't want to value truth and whatever, but probably don't get into relationships because you'll be part of the problem. Um, <laughs> but you're attaching a meaning to this. Like they're a dirt bag. They, blah, blah, blah. They're a, they're a blah, 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 blah. All men care about is you're attaching a meaning when it's like, no, actually you should be attaching the meaning that, wow, this particular man, don't delete information, don't distort shit, don't generalize. This man right here, this woman, depending if that's your preference as well, this person is honest or minimum they're being honest. Like, so just, yeah, like Nicole said, reward that. You don't need to be like, oh, that's amazing. You know, I want to get together with you. Just to, no, like, just say, wow, like, I appreciate your honesty. Like, I really do genuinely hope you find that. Because now let's say this too. We've all had a night where we're like in our heads, because we're all adults here. We want a moment where, where when we are in our head, whether we acted on, act on it or not, tripping over my words, talking so fast here, mm-hmm. where we're like, I feel like being humped right now and not caring. I just want that. We're all adults. We all get the urges. So we have to understand that everybody's like that. And someone is be doing a nice thing. They're not going out of the bar and getting hooked up. So they're literally on an app. They're trying to get what, like they're looking for what they want. Just like you're looking for what you want. They just happen to want something different. We've all been there. Like leave it alone. That's amazing. Good for you. I hope you find that. Not for me. You know what? You know what? Maybe one day I'll want this. So you know what? Let's stay as a match. Let's not delete each other's match. We'll not talk. And next time I want that, if I haven't found anyone, I'll come see you. Like, be Perfect. playful. Perfect. Because <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee he'll be like, wow, that's so cool. And he'll he'll leave you alone or he'll say, like, he'll keep talking to you. But you know already he's not gonna play me because I know what he's looking for. There might be a time where even he's like, wow, this girl's actually really cool. He might reach a stage in his life where he's like, I do want to like anything can happen. Your dating experience is a thousand, like your dating experience and your experience of life is a thousand percent on you. And that could sound harsh. But that could also sound like, wow, I have all the power right now to feel however I want to feel about any experience ever, including dating. hundred percent, a hundred percent. So we're going to get into relationships in a minute, but just let's do, because um, I know how much time we've been going through here. Um, let's do like quick answers to these, because I feel like let's these are the dating like issues that come up most often. So, um, you know, single parents, I touched on that, right? There's, there's a stigma against single parents. I mean, I just saw something like a meme mocking the idea of, I've seen several of them mocking the idea of dating a single mom. Um, and so for the single parents out there who may have a story, um, I mean, I could, I could tell you as a single parent that this is not true. There are plenty of people who are like, not either don't care either way, who are just looking at who you are as a person or who will even like fall in love with you when they see you as a parent because they see you and they're like, oh my God, that's exactly the kind of parent I'd want for my children. So absolutely, I can tell you from experience, but that's just my experience. Let's hear from the the expert here, the non, you don't like to call yourself an expert, but I can you <laughs> an expert. So somebody who has that narrative in their head, they're a single parent, they're self-conscious about that, thinking that they won't attract a quality partner because they're going to be seen as damaged goods. So- that's perfect. I love the way you worded that because that's a meaning, of course, but that's also meaning not to anything specific, but that's an identity meaning. So when you, let's say literally, let's say that is the identity that you're, you know, you kind of like labeled yourself as like damaged goods. Here's the challenge. When we attach ourselves to an identity or something like that, or when we put a meaning on, you know, I am X, Y, Z, that's an identity. The challenge with that now is that water seeks its own level. 
Let me explain this. You feel like you're damaged, and I still give a short answer, but you, you believe you're damaged goods. That's going to create an emotion in yourself. Those emotions are going to create certain behaviors that are only going to allow people who see you as damaged goods to be attracted to you. But if you decided like, you know what? No, I have a kick-ass kid, a kick-ass couple of kids. They're amazing. I'm a badass mom raising them. I'm, you, you give yourself this identity like I'm kick-ass. I deserve something great. And you actually believe that. You'll have a, empowering emotions and you'll do things that'll find a man who will be attracted to that. So water's always seeking its own level. What uh, the cheesy saying, I'm going to butcher it so hard, but like in the law of attraction world, which I don't believe in, but it's a different approach. It's like what you believe will become your reality or whatever. And this is why your yeah. beliefs about yourself are going to control everything that you're attracting to your life. hundred. Yeah. hundred percent. Law of attraction absolutely works, but it's hundred percent scientific. You don't need any of the mysticism. Yeah. We've talked exactly. about this before. I mean, you just brought it up in the other episode with all the stimuli. We're not going to go there. We went there. All the stimuli, <laughs> you're filtering it out. That That's how you... you hundred percent. We're on such the same page here. So the other one, the person who, for whatever reason, doesn't feel attractive enough. And so for a lot of my clients, this will be, you know, they haven't lost the baby weight or there are stretch marks now or C-section scars, but it could be anything. It could be, you know, scars. It could be just feeling like, you know, you're not like, maybe you feel like your face isn't attractive enough, whatever the case may be. Um, Let's talk on that. Yeah. So, um, I think the first thing that we still have to understand is that when it comes to attraction, 99, because 1%, sure, whatever percent, a small percent of it is looks. We all have our own preferences, like an archetype of what we're looking for. But outside of that, 90, I'd say 90 plus percent of an attraction to somebody is their energy. I could be a butt ass ugly man. And for those of you on the podcast, maybe I am. Um, I could be a super unattractive physically man, but if my energy is passionate and I'm loving and I'm caring and I'm whatever the the things are that you believe is attractive and I'm being that you're literally going to feel my energy, whether we're on the phone together, whether we're in person, whether through my texting, anyone who texts me, any of my personal friends, even Nicole's a personal friend of mine now, like even I text her with the energy that I use in person. I use emojis. I use extra way more letters than I need to. I use exclamation. Like it comes through. So the attraction in you isn't about what you look like. I'll give you an example that might be like, oh, well, Tyler, why would you use that example? But bear with me. Say a man who cheats, okay? Or a woman who cheats. Either way, whatever it is, the person who cheats, it's usually not because they were, oh, so sexy. It was because this person was giving them an energy that they didn't feel they were having at home. And so I'm not justifying the behavior, but I am explaining it. I'll give you an, uh, an easier example. You're walking with your boyfriend on the street and a butt-ass ugly woman, in your opinion, walks by and you feel your man's energy. He might not even fully gawk or anything, but you feel your man's like energy just like in who he is. You feel his energy shift over there and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, cause it's not her. She just had this like flowing, beautiful energy about her. And so when it comes to that, number one, yes. Um, I would say, first of all, your energy. So it's not about what you look like, but because I understand a look, looks can play a part in our, in our emotionals or emotionals. That was a word in our like feelings about ourselves. I get it. And so on the more strategic, uh, a more strategic answer of that, what to do work on yourself more than anything else in your life. I work on myself harder than I work on anything else. Like every day I go to the gym right away for an hour and a half. Then I come home and I do a bunch of my own like belief systems every single day. Cause I'm like, I want to make sure I'm sharp and ready to go to attract in my life what I want. 
Um, so with that being said, like work on yourself harder than anything else. If you feel your skin has all these problems, sorry, I just, I'm hearing someone go to bed. So I'm lowering my voice a little bit. Yes. I'm in my house. This is COVID age. Um, <laughs> where we're recording this. If you're listening to it in 2030, um, hopefully by then we're out of this. Um, so I'm going to lower my voice a little bit, but it's still going to be passionate. My energy is still there. Um, we have to understand that like, if you have a skin problem that you're not liking and you really want that to be fixed, I'll give you a personal example in a moment. Look for the solutions for it. There's so many, um, there's so many like uh, body positivity things happening nowadays when you're like a really, really large person. And here's my honestly got opinion about this. I told you in the last one, the last podcast, I'm an aggressive person, but not an aggressive in a mean way. I'm aggressive out of love. I want to see, I want to end suffering for any human I can. With that comes need to be um, honest truths. That's what honesty is. Honest um, feedback, like harsh truth sounds, right? And we need to understand it's like body positivity, it makes sense and it doesn't. You're 300 pounds, sure, be positive about body in general, but you're overweight, you are severely unhealthy. If you are, say, let's say right now, you're listening right now, and by the way, this is no judgment. This would be me saying, I would sincerely help you myself. Like, I would have no judgment, but I just want you to see that what's true. If you are, say, 200 pounds, right? And you want to get down to 180. You feel you're 20 pounds overweight. That's quite a bit of weight, right? Quite a bit of extra weight. So get the weight off, figure out what it's going to take. And we, we actually, we talked about this in our last session. So if you want to understand more about that, it's not just about training. There's a lot of psychological stuff. Go watch the uh, episode too. But on that note, so now that, assuming you've listened to it, go lose the weight. It's not about, oh, why should a man, you know, should a man only be attracted to me if I'm sexy and like whatever? It's like, no but you're not feeling very sexy and you should want to feel sexy anyway. So it's your energy, but it's also like genuinely how you honestly feel about what you look like. So yes, when you get to a weight where you feel like you should be actually confident, then body positivity. But I'll give you my quick example. When I was um, uh, up until eight, uh, 19, 19 years old, I got braces. So anyone not watching the podcast, I'm showing you my beautiful smile. Okay. So I have a gorgeous smile now and I'm not afraid to admit that, but that was one thing about me. I was like, I didn't want to smile on dates and I'm a super happy person. I've been happy my whole life. I've just been like playful, loving, but on dates, I didn't want to smile and pictures. I didn't want to smile. So it's kind of ruining my dating experience. If you're having a challenge like this, whether it be, I don't know, your breasts, your skin, your this, your that, your weight, whatever it is, fix it in any way that you can. And if you honestly cannot fix it because there's no solutions that are either affordable or whatever it is, if you honestly cannot fix it environmentally, like there's no way in your control to do it, reframe the problem. Mm -hmm. You know what? This makes me who I am. And I'm confident whether you know I have this or not, any man who's actually right for me will actually be okay with this. Not only okay, but they'll love it about me because it makes me me. So that's my long-winded answer for that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we cannot end this episode. And, and by the way, given the time now, there's a chance that everyone listening will get to meet. Um, well, not meet. They already know Eric, but Eric and he usually gets dropped off. His baby brother comes to say hi. So you might get to see him, guys. Um, but yeah, so we can't end this without talking about relationships and how to keep the spark and the honeymoon and the puppy love going. Yes. So, oh God, this, this, this is my favorite thing that you talk about because it's so on point and I absolutely love it. So I'm just going to preface it that way and then let you. Know. <laughs> All right. So, um, for anyone listening, this is one of the biggest things I got into. And actually this in specific, this specific fucking topic was 
the biggest reason I got into all this, and this is what led me to understanding emotions and patterns and all everything else we've talked about in the last uh, few episodes that Nicole and I have talked about, this specific topic in relationships. What I wanted to understand before I got into this as a profession, I want to understand why is it that after three weeks, three months, three years, three decades, like why does that quote unquote, because I don't believe in this. So why does the quote unquote honeymoon phase or stays, why phase or stage, why does it go away? And I really wanted to understand because in my personal beliefs before, you know, I really got into dating, like the really relationships. I was like, why is that going away? I don't understand. What I began to realize was this. We get into relationship and it's in our biology and psychology. I'm not going to go deep onto that. But what we do is we put on our best emotional states. You had a bad day at work, bad day with the kids. You're busy. You're feeling sweaty from the gym. All this. You're like, oh, you're in a state of like, right? <laughs> to put it lightly, you're in a state which basically means emotion, right? You're feeling an emotion of like, Err. but then you have this very cute, very attractive date tonight. So what do we do? We put on our dress. We put on our makeup, whatever it is that makes you feel great and confident. You go out there and you stop focusing on that shit. And you put on your best state. You're like, I'm going to attract this fucking man into my life. It's going to be amazing. And for what? For the first day, for the first couple of weeks, the first couple of months, you continuously do that. Here's where the challenge comes on. Okay. You get comfortable. And so unconsciously, it's not conscious, but you unconsciously decide, well, I already have him. I can, I can breathe and let my hair down literally. And, you know, figuratively, so to speak, I can get comfortable and start farting around him, which is totally fine. I'm just making fun of this, but like, I can get comfortable. I can do all the things that I would typically not, you know, just do right in front of them on the first date. But what you start to do is you start to uh, lower the standard in yourself of what you're bringing to the relationship. And so what happens is eventually you start to think, well, like, what am I even getting here? Like, I do all of these things. Like, what am I getting here? And it, at first it's a very innocent thing. It's a really like, I'll change my tone of voice just to be more specific. It's more like, Hey, well, what's going on here? Like he really used to give me all these things and I, I'm missing it, but I'm doing these things. Like what's going on? Why isn't he giving? And so unconsciously we pull back a little bit because we're feeling a little empty. We're like, ugh, you know, like, so we lower our own standards of ourselves. That's our first mistake because we lower our standards and we stop doing what our soul is made for. I, I don't care how cheesy that sounds. It's, it's the dead honest truth. Something gave you love, you're a lover. That's what everybody is in their heart of hearts. That's ironic. I said that, but um, so you stop doing what you're made for. So you stop pouring into the relationship and they have needs too. They have to go meet their needs somewhere else as well. Or pardon me, not somewhere else. They have to meet their needs as well. And so since they're thinking the same thing you are now, which is like, what the hell is going on? Why are they pulling back? They got to go meet their needs somewhere else. And I don't mean cheating. I mean like the gym, work, the kids, their parents, uh, the TV, porn, weed, movie, like what, whatever it is, they have to meet their needs somehow. And so then people, they create the story because we don't want to take responsibility because that's kind of scary to be like, oh shit, it's me doing these things. Ah, oh, crap, that's really heavy. So now it's like, okay, well, I got to create a story in my head about why this is happening. It's like, oh, you know, well, it's just time. You know, time does this and, you know, we're just not in the honeymoon phase anymore. It's like, no, you actually dropped your standard of what you were bringing into the relationship. One of the oldest phrases in the relationship development or relationship therapy world is, if you, um, if you kept doing what you did in the beginning, there would not be an end. And it sounds so ironic and so simple, but it's true. In the beginning, what did you do? You know, your man or your man or woman, they say, you know, um, will you take out the trash? What do you do in the first couple months? You're like, take out the trash. I would love to. What else can I do for you? And you are, you are literally excited. No hyperbole. You're like, yes, I get to do something to light you up. I get to do something for you. I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, let's do it. You come in, you're like, yeah, baby, you know, no problem. Is there anything else you need me to do? You're, you're sincere. You're like, wash dishes, watch the kid. Like, what, what do you want me to do? I'm absolutely up for it. 
And then three months, four months, nine months, 10 months, a year, I don't give a shit. Cause this is just, this is not a matter of time. It's a matter of how we're being. So 10 years down the line, they say, baby, can you take out the, the, um, the, I almost said the laundry, you take out the laundry, (laughs) can you take out the trash? And you're like, what do I look like your janitor? And again, I'm being a little bit more quiet because now people are going to sleep in my house, but it's like, that's what they start to do. And that doesn't create passion. So I tell people like trust and love and stuff, those are things that build over time. You begin to trust people more and more and more as things goes on. You begin to love someone and start to fall in love with them. In the beginning, there's an attraction, and then you really feel connected, and then you wow, it's like, wow, I'm really, wow, I'm starting to fall in love with them. And then eventually, you're like, oh my God, I would die for this human. So that grows. Passion or the spark, so to speak, that's a light switch. That's either it's on or it's off. And the way we need to understand this is so our emotional state that we bring to the relationship is the quality of the relationship. And then there's another piece. The other piece is understanding that there's masculine and feminine energies. If you, as a woman in a 21st century, uh, I think we're in the 21st century, are trained to like, you gotta, you know, you, you're so masculinized nowadays. Like, it's like, you gotta be this certain way. You gotta, you know, you, you gotta be logical. You gotta think this way. You gotta go do this. You gotta be the, you gotta be the mom. You gotta be the this. You gotta, so all these identities. It's like, you gotta be the masculine person nowadays. So now, and, and all, of course, all the equality and shit happening in our lives in, in the world too. It's like, we are not equal. There's masculine and feminine. Does that mean that you have to stay feminine? Absolutely fucking not. You can do anything a man can do and even more nowadays. You can have a baby without us. That's uh, physiologically possible nowadays with the science that we have. So there's no limit to what you can do, but there's a limit in understanding relationships. So it doesn't even matter if you're, uh, if you are lesbian watching, uh, listening or watching this, whatever you're doing, if you're gay, it doesn't matter. Just in an intimate relationship, you need to have opposite energies. In the gay community and in the lesbian community, there's couples, there's one person that's more feminine and more masculine. All that means is it's a different energy. Masculine is about seeing the problem, killing the problem, making it happen, breaking through so he can just, ah, or she can just, ah, just relax. That's what makes them a man or that's, I'll just use man, but that's what makes a man a man in the masculine world. You break through the problem, you kill it, it's done. Ladies, just answer in your own head right now, because I know you're not obviously live with us. Who here can't stand a man who can't make a fucking decision? Who's so wavering and wishy-washy? I don't know. Babe, what do you want to do? I don't really know. Well, we can do whatever you want to do. They're so pleasing. They're wishy-washy. That'll drive you crazy. That'll uh, make the spark go away immediately. That's not because you're a bitch. That's because his masculine energy just went away in that moment. He went into the feminine, which is okay. He's allowed to. He's ever right. But now you have feminine energy with feminine energy. Think of it like a magnet. They're going to repel each other, right? So there's no spark there. It's just like uh, the reason why when you plug your iPhone into the wall, it creates electricity to charge your phone. The charge comes from the electricity because there's opposite energy plugging into the wall. So a man goes into his feminine. He becomes wishy-washy, becomes pleasing, drives you fucking crazy. Okay, it drives you crazy. I only know it's because I have clients and I work with them and I've asked these questions and I've gotten to understand the patterns. If a woman goes into her masculine, you know, she goes from being all flowing and energetic and just loving and nurturing and beautiful in that energy and goes into her masculine, which she has every right to do. But if she does and she goes into like the like, fuck you and the breaking through the problems and like, yeah, man's bit, like if she goes into the energy of that, he's going to be feeling like, well, I got a buddy here, but I don't have any like, I don't want to part of my French. I don't want to sleep with you. I don't want to make love to you. I don't want to fuck you. There's no passion in that because we don't want to go home after work, break into a bunch of problems and come home and be like a bro to our wife or to our girlfriend. 
We want to go home to like this loving, passionate energy, just like you want to come home to someone who's going to be present with you, listening to you completely, just there for you, you know, there for you, no matter what happens. Like you want that present energy where we want the flowing energy. That passion needs to be there by different energies. So it's the state, the emotional states that you bring to the relationship. And I talked about this on either the first episode or second episode where we do our emotions. You do your emotions and whatever emotional states you bring to the relationship becomes the quality of relationship. Some people have a habit of depression. Some people have a habit of ecstasy. Some people have a habit of playfulness. That'd be me. Some people have a habit of feeling anxious all the fucking time or worried or concerned or angry, whatever it is. We all have emotional homes that we go to. And so whatever emotions you bring to the table, that's going to be what you like the, the quality of the relationship. So it's the emotional states that you bring to the relationship, right? The state of the union is going to be the quality of the union. And then also staying in your energy. Again, you don't need to like stay in it 24 seven, but know what your core energy is. And most people, if they're honest with themselves, they just know automatically. There's no real test for this, except like, what is your nature in terms of like, do you naturally want to break through the problem? Or have you been conditioned to do that? Do you naturally love caring and taking care of things and like loving and being a nurturer and flowing with all the feelings or have you been conditioned to be that way, right? There's, you can kind of feel the difference in your own core. So bring an emotional state that will actually empower the relationship to be healthy and make sure you're in your own energy. Because when you are, then you'll actually have a spark and you'll want, you'll be craved and you'll want to be you know, with your man more. And like, that's where the passion actually comes from. So it's a light switch. It is not something you lose or gain over time. So to make sure I'm understanding this correctly, um, it's not necessarily that just because you're biologically a man or biologically a woman, you have to have masculine or feminine energy to match. It's more like whatever your own core energy is, know what that is and project that out. And then you'll attract the person, the opposite the right person into the relationship where there's yes. that spark, whatever that may be. I've yes. A thousand percent. So I want to give an example of this. Um, so by the way, first of all, if you will go to the extreme and say, say if you're a, a transgender, if you went from man to woman or vice versa, it doesn't matter. Whatever your birth core, your sexual essence was, you could be, ah, you could be all the things. Cause I'm not judging. You could be anything. You could be from man to woman, woman to man, whatever it is. And then when you were a woman, you could have been gay, like any of the patterns you are, you can, you, you have masculine and feminine in you, no matter what, but we all, every single one of us, every single one of us has a core essence. So you could be, let's say this, we'll go with one of the like craziest, wild, like twist and turn pattern. You're a man and you're feminine naturally. Say so you're a man, you're feminine naturally, and you're gay. Okay. You're a man, you're feminine naturally in your core and you're gay. Then you transition to a woman. You're now a woman seeking a woman. Hold on. No, you're now a woman seeking a man because you were gay when you were a man. I just wanted to catch the pattern. You're now a woman. You're seeking a man and you're naturally feminine. So you're naturally, as long as you're in your feminine core still, you're going to attract someone of the opposite um, energy. It doesn't matter. So if you're a fucking alien, as long as you know that whatever energy you're in, it's going to attract the other one. So if you've ever been like, why do I keep attracting like these like super feminine men and like drives me crazy? Well, check your energy. I guarantee you're in this like, it's like get the shit done, you know, like assertive, like I use this tone of voice because I'm just being funny, but like <laughs> I realized I was doing it. If you're in this like a su super assertive, um, solve the problem, get the shit done, like kind of like a, you know, I'm, if, if you've ever identified by the way, as like, I'm one of the boys and all I know all the women just now went shit. Cause I know a lot of women do that, but when you go into, I'm one of the boys, um, energy, that energy 
is a masculine energy. That's why you're one of the fucking boys. That's why they don't hit on you because you're one of the boys. So if you ever want to like, why do I keep attracting these like pansy ass men who, yeah, whatever you call them, because you're in your masculine. That's the reason why, because you got to get into your feminine. And it's like, you may feel weak there, but that's only because culture has conditioned you to believe that the truth of the matter is feminine is way more powerful than masculine. Hmm? It's so strong. So the feminine is unbelievably strong. Feminine energy. It's like you don't even have to force things. Feminine energy just you'll drop like them into inspires. their knees. It makes people want to. Like it has like that power. It's it's incredibly it, incredibly yeah. strong. Um, gravitate towards you. Yeah. Yes, it's so beautiful. Um, okay. On that note. We should cut this off before we talk for another two hours. Um, but it is, I mean, we could go on and on and on about this. And we're going to do more episodes together for sure. We'll, we'll like dig into all of these in depth. Um, but for today, Tyler, thank you so much for being on Badass Moms. Tell people how they can get in touch with you if they want to work with you or learn more. Yes, absolutely. I appreciated the opportunity to be here. So you can find me on Facebook at Tyler Charlevoix. Um, or on my Instagram at T-Y-L-E-R dot Charlebois. I don't know why I spelled my first name there, but either way, it's just first and last name uh, for Facebook and first and last name with a dot between them for Instagram. Awesome. And just so we're clear on the last name, C-H-A-R-L-E-B-O-I-S. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think people can spell Tyler, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what I said. I was like, I think I meant to spell my last name, but anyway. <laughs> but you know, so everyone knows how to spell Tyler now. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in to Badass Moms brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. And whether you're a holistic practitioner or you're looking for a holistic practitioner, make sure you go to holistictherapiesdirectory.com so that you can share what you do with the world or find the practitioner who can help you create a life you love. And of course, check out superbusymommycoach.com. Don't forget I'm taking applications for one-on-one coaching. I hope I will still be when this episode is published because those go quick. I only take on three at a time. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, make sure you message me, coach me on Facebook or Instagram at superbusymommycoach.com. Tyler, been a pleasure. See you soon. See you soon. Hi, super busy mommies. Nicole Cruz here, super busy mommy coach. If you're a single mom or a mom facing hardship, it can be impossible to find uninterrupted time for a workout let alone to prepare healthy meals, meditate, and get quality sleep. And all the motivational memes in the world telling you to push harder and make time won't change that fact. And that's where I come in. How do you reach high levels of fitness when you don't have any uninterrupted time for workouts? How do you prepare healthy meals when you're more likely to end up wearing food by the end of the day than actually eating it? And how do you practice mindfulness when you get climbed on every time you try to sit still? These are some of the questions I answer for the absolutely badass moms I work with who are stopped by nothing. Pick my brain and find out more at superbusymommycoach.com. You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on.